0: Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, all seven rounds of is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. From Houston Baptist to Bowling Green, Kentucky, to Boston, Massachusetts, to Super Bowl champ? It is I, Rob Paul, aka the baby Jets' newest fan, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets! And with me, as always, is AJ, Tariq Woolen for Defensive Player of the Year, Marchese.
1: It's looking like it, Rob. It's looking like it.
0: Today, we're talking all the noteworthy NFL rookies from week six of the NFL season. Let's do it! Seven. 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 One, two, and one, two, three, Seven
1: rounds in heaven with my baby.
0: Driving
1: out to Casey, maybe. Looking for Stroud or a Bryce Young. Who's going to wear a Hawaiian shirt today?
0: Who's going to put ketchup on a stick? Who's
1: Who's going to find a steal
0: in the fifth? The The home team.
1: team. Let's go seven Seven rounds. rounds. Let's go go seven rounds together. together.
0: Let's go go seven rounds rounds forever. forever. And And that's that's a song. Today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by Sports Drink your digital water cooler. Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A Rising Tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at SportsDrink, spelled like SportsDrink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out. All right, NBA's back, AJ. How you feeling?
1: Uh, Pistons, 82-0, baby. Let's go.
0: Same with the Raptors. Collision course.
1: Oh, Eastern Conference Finals is going to be wild.
0: And I think we're obligated to say the Pelicans will also go 82-0. Of
1: course, yeah. The Pelicans, 82-0, and 0, that they're going to meet whoever wins the Eastern Conference Finals.
0: Miami Dolphins, uh, 72 teams getting a little nervous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, NFL Week 6, rookies. Let's start with the rookie quarterback rundown, where I, of course, as I do every week, have Kenny, Terry Bradshaw 2.0, Pickett. Um, Let me let let you down easy, AJ. I don't know if you know this. Kenny Pickett did not finish the game. What? Trubisky magic started, and they toppled the patriarchy that is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. (laughs) The... Tom Brady. Tom Brady spent all Friday night partying with Bob Graft. Mm-hmm.
1: What a week for the Patriots. That, that's. I'll talk. I'll talk more about that later.
0: I'd like to know if Billy Zappi was at the wedding.
1: Not the, not the way he played. I'll say that.
0: Uh, okay, Kenny Pickett. Uh, he left uh, the game against the Buccaneers with seven minutes to go in the third quarter. Prior to that, went eleven for 67 yards. Uh, his first NFL touchdown pass and uh, scrambled for about sixteen. Nice. Um, Honestly, I know they won this game, uh, but I think it it would have been really nice to get to see Pickett finish this out and knowing what Trubisky ended up doing to win the game, I wonder if Kenny Pickett could have done that. Um, Trubisky, like, in his time in this game, uh, up until this game, Kenny Pickett had looked way better than Trubisky did. Mm -hmm. Trubisky in this game looked a lot better than Kenny Pickett. Um... Pickett, I thought looked better in the loss to the Bills, where they were just dominated, and that's that's why I wouldn't read too much into the wins. Um, but overall, like pretty decent velocity; he gets the ball out on time. Uh, there was a third and six deep shot to George Pickens that drew a DPI that uh, helped set up um, uh, points. Um, he had a scramble on a four, uh, on a third and. 11, where he picked up 10, and then they went for it on fourth and one with a Jalen Warren short yardage conversion. And that led to the Najee Harris touchdown pass, which was just kind of a dump off into the flats where Harris did the rest. It it, it was a pretty mad game. He didn't really push the ball beyond eight yards for the vast majority of the game. Um, there was a third and six where he kind of ripped a quick – Twelve yard out to Deontay Johnson, where Johnson made an incredible play, but it, it the ball was on the money. Um, other than another third and four conversion to Chase Claypool on a on a hitch, like there wasn't a lot to get too excited about. He missed a lot of the outside intermediate throws. Like he sailed so many balls out of bounds. Mm. Like of his seven incompletions, probably five of them sailed out of bounds. Um, Which is not what we uh, saw. Against Buffalo, we had saw him, like, every every pass attempt kind of gave his receivers a chance to win, which when you got a guy like George Pickens and a guy with the size like Claypool, like, that's helpful, but it wasn't working in this one.
1: At least it wasn't going to uh, defenders.
0: It's true, but it it, it just, on top of it all, like, Matt Canada is still calling plays, so that doesn't help, but yeah, he didn't really push the ball beyond eight yards. The velocity and decision-making looked pretty good. He seems poised. Like, the rush doesn't bother him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he didn't take that kind of that step from the Bills game to this game. He almost felt like he regressed a little bit. Or whatever the game plan was, was to not put the ball in conflict so he didn't try anything. Which was it's just like, let him let him loose because the season's lost. I know they won this game, but it really doesn't matter. It's actually a bad thing because now they might not get Will Anderson. Um I just want to see him come back uh, on Sunday Night Football against the Dolphins and, and kind of throw up those 50-50 balls we saw against Buffalo. Give George Pickens a chance. Give Chase Claypool a chance. Um, be- because this, this type of dink and dunk offense, sure, it wins when your defense plays like this, and Tom Brady's got a hangover from Bob Craft's <laughs> wedding. But ultimately, the, like this type of game plan when he's averaging 3.7 an attempt – it's just not doing anything for you.
1: Uh, speaking of Tom Brady hangovers, Patriots have lost theirs because they got their QB in the future in Bailey fucking Zappy, baby. Pew pew, the Zap Guns were go win on Sunday, uh, leading a big old win on the shores of Lake Erie for the Patriots. Uh, Zappy was 24 34, 309, wow, and two touchdowns. Uh, he's, he's the best rookie quarterback. Uh, unironically, and I think it's lame if they go back to Mac Jones, because I don't like Mac Jones. Um, I don't know, like, like, the stat line's nice, there weren't really any big-time throws, but he just was played good ball, like, like, third downs, like, he had a couple, you know, third and longer situations that, in the, in the first quarter, he converted, like, just, you know, hit the guy with the sticks, easy. Uh, 39, just trusted Devontae Parker, like, you know, uh, hung it up for him, made a great catch. Um... Then uh, that was I think that was the first or second drive. And then they ha- had to play to finish it, just avoiding a sack rolled out through a touchdown. But uh, Hunter Henry went out of bounds; it came back in, so it was illegal touching. So that came off the board. But yeah, I just I just thought he looked really poised, just looking off guys, working to his next read. Um, felt the rush pretty well too. I, he had one. He had one like Garrett Strip sacked him, which was like his big note, negative play. But like I don't know, he, he, Garrett Strip sacks a lot of people. And just like as he was throwing, it wasn't like a fuck up or anything. It was just didn't feel him um and I, for the most part he gets a lot of time to throw but like like he he looks good I don't know he has a nice one nice throw where he just laid one up over a defender to Jacoby Myers he's just taking what's there not trying to do too much puts the ball on guys throws with some nice touch pretty consistently he's been really effective out of play action which I feel is like the bread and butter of the passing game for the Patriots uh with a good rushing attack um then he had the two touchdowns. The first one he threw like a little pump fake, came off of it. and Thornton uh, just like too fast on a crossing route in the red zone. Just slinged it like to the back of the end zone for the touchdown. Looked, again, poise just hit it. Not no, not too fancy. Second touchdown. Hunter Henry kind of just like cooked Grant Delpit. It was wide open like on a corner throw. Um, Zappy just sees it, hits it. Uh, Henry finished. Nothing fancy, but like just looked good. Um, had a nice one where he was just like maneuvering the pocket, stepped up. And, like, Laid one over to to Taequann Thornton again, who I'll mention a little bit later. Had a good game. Um, And, like, his only, like, real rookie moment was, like, he had, like, a kind of, like, a bad intentional grounding play where he just, like, just didn't get out of the pocket. Um, And I think it was short of the sticks, too. But, like, if if that's your big rookie, you know, rookie moment, it's not a big deal. Um, I will say, like, he looks very much like Mac Jones did last year and maybe better. Maybe better. If he was, like, a first-round pick... For a team that like you know, that needs a like you know I mean that that (laughs) art wasn't coming off a uh, you know rookie quarterback last year, there will be like legit hype for Billy's app like we saw with Mac Jones last year because he's doing the same things that Mac was.
0: Okay, three oh nine and two scores, completing over seventy percent of your passes. Um, Again, not a good Browns defense, but a Browns team that theoretically is trying to compete for the AFC North. Uh, that on paper for a rookie quarterback making his second start playing in his yeah. third game is seems really impressive I mean especially when you kind of compare that to obviously Kenny Pickett has a far worse offensive line far worse running game far worse play caller somehow that <laughs> better um, yeah, that's not good but but still when you stack those beside each other you you'd think zappy was the guy who went in the first round so yeah. my, my my question to you is, how legitimate are the murmurs for Zappi to kind of have a chance to keep this job once Mac Jones is healthy?
1: I mean, I don't know how much better he is than, than Mac, but he sure as hell more likable, I'll tell you that. But I don't know, like, I don't know. I think they go back to McCorkle, but if he starts fucking up, it, it's back to Zappi. I mean, but like, what? Like, what's, what's, the, what's the smart route here? Okay, say they're equivalent football players. Yes. And, and the Patriots know that
0: is a smart start Mac Jones.
1: Exactly. They will. But what's, like, the genuine smart route? To trade Mac Jones? Like, I don't... You know what I mean? And, yeah, they're going to start Mac Jones. So, we'll see. Um, I don't know who's got a... Be- who... Like, Zappi's games look like Mac Jones' best game from last year. It, they're not far off. And it's his second start.
0: The Patriots' next two games are the Bears on Monday night and then the Jets. Um, that Bears' defense is actually... It's solid, feisty. yeah. Um, and the Jets are feisty. And that Jets defense <laughs> is big time feisty. So, yeah. well, it'll be interesting to see. I know, like Mac Jones, like it feels like every week they pretend he's he's almost ready to play, and then he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. So I wonder how close he is to actually returning to the field. Well, isn't there like, like is it going to be in <clears throat> mid November? Like they yeah. bye week. They they play three games, have a bye, then they play the Jets again November twentieth. It is could that be when we see Mac.
1: It could be this week too. Like we the way they're playing it, we don't fucking know.
0: Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. With At, this. There's rumblings that Max. Controversy.
1: Yeah, and there's rumblings he's not that happy. Mac, that is.
0: I don't know. Why? Because the Zapman's more likable? He is more likable. It's not even close. Uh, speaking of likable, Teddy Bridgewater came into the game for the Miami Dolphins. Everyone loves Teddy B. We do. But uh, how'd Skyler Thompson look before he got injured against the Vikings?
1: Honestly, so, okay, here's the line. 7 for 13, 89 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. I thought he was like better than that stat line. Um, like he, there was a Miami had so many penalties. Uh, his best throw of his short game got called back. We like had a nice scramble out of the pocket and just like lined one tight window to Rivercraft, Craycraft. I'll never say his name with respect. Um, Craycraft and like it was like he almost got down to the goal line, came back. Then um, like his best like real throw had like a really nice like lob high and over on a crosser to Waddle. Uh, had a nice like silent throw right after that to Trent Scherfield, That got called back to, like I said, way better than the box score suggested. I, uh, there was like, I think he had like two or three drops too, at least five plays called the completions called back. Um, had a couple deep shots that, that drew PI too. Um, I wish we got to see him the whole game cause he looked, he looked better. I, I thought like he's, he's definitely way better than I think I, I, either of us, but definitely I thought coming out of the draft, um, the hype is still weird considering, uh, but, like, I no, I, I've i changed my opinion a little bit. I think he can hang his QB, too, um, and he, he ran that offense with a full week of preparation. Like, I thought he ran the offense pretty well when he was in there.
0: I mean, the stat line's better than Kenny Pickett's.
1: <laughs> true, he's That's true. Again, I don't know. Like, all three of these quarterbacks, or not Moon, all three, but and Thompson, for day three QBs, have have been really good in there. In their limited, I mean, Zappi's got some extended action, but Thompson has limited action and for two guys that we didn't expect to to see at all.
0: Um moving to offensive rookie of the week. Uh I I've got guys we've already talked about for both offensive and defensive rookie. So who who who's your offensive rookie?
1: Kenneth Walker, baby. Of course, it's got to be KW9, the K-9, baby. Uh, 97 yards, a touchdown on the ground. A couple of grabs for 13 yards. Was was great. Was great. Um, his first big run was on a fun play. Uh, they ran the old, like, direct snap where, like, you know, Gino did the, oh, no, the snap went over my head play. Love <laughs> I love it, too. <laughs> I think it was on a third down, too. Got, like, 15 yards. Um, ripped off another 34-yard run, which is, like, a nasty cut. He's just really, really damn quick. Um, but then, like, also, like, the physicality. Like, his most fun run. Uh, got the handoff. Made a guy miss in the backfield. Got to the edge. Uh, ducked under an arm tackle. Then, immediately, there's three Cardinals on him. Uh, sheds all three tackles. Gets out of the pile. Keeps his legs churning. Gets the first down. And then, like, just got tripped out or else he would have had a touchdown. It, it would have been, you know, on every Sports Center highlight. Instead, it was just a fantastic run. And then his touchdown was fucking fun as hell too. He like just got outside, threw like this weird like jumping fake stiff arm thing at Byron Murphy, froze him, and then like just cruised to the pylon. Um, you know there were like the negative runs or the zero yard runs, but like it's just you know him getting hit in the backfield. Uh, you've watched a Seahawks game before, you know what it's like. Um, but he's looking really good, man. They're coming in obviously midway through last week, and he's been nothing but fucking electric.
0: This running back group's really coming together. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, none of them were first-round picks, but we've talked about uh, the last – prior to this show, the last two I'd given Damian Pierce Offensive Rookie of the Week. Last week, you gave Brees Hall yep. Offensive Rookie of the Week. This yep. week, I'm giving it to Brees Hall. Uh, and now Kenneth Walker, who last week ha- had a, a big, big touchdown run too. Yep. So it's like he's starting to string things together. Um, I'm going with Brees Hall, who ran for 116 and a score in the Jets' uh, shocking domination of the Green Bay Packers. Um, the touchdown run was was pretty sweet. Uh, Lafleur was in his freaking bag, Mike Lafleur, that is, not not Matt. Um, well, was right. Matt was not in his bag. Not in his bag. It, it it was I think it was a 34-yard touchdown run, and so they called this fake pitch to the right to Michael Carter and had Garrett Wilson coming around. Like it was a fake pitch reverse to Garrett Wilson. But as Zach Wilson kind of turned, he handed the ball off to Brees Hall who had lined up as an H back. So he hands it off inside to to Brees Hall. So it's like an inside zone run. Brees Hall makes one cut, makes Quay Walker miss. uh, and just hits the hole with, with a whole lot of purpose. Stiff arms, uh, Devondra Campbell ends up in the end zone. It was pretty sweet. Um, both the design and and Brees Hall's execution. But throughout the game too, like obviously that was the big splashy play, but it felt like Brees Hall just kept creating, even when the Packers had done a good job kind of bottling him up. Um, It it would be like a toss play and they'd set a perfect edge and he'd be dead to the right, five yards behind the line of scrimmage. He'd make a subtle inside move to kind of bring the defense that way and then bounce outside, pick up, Five instead of losing 10, Mm -hmm. right? Like it's the things like that. It's his, he's, he's, he's showing off really good patience and subtlety. Um, and it's these little subtle moves where it's the difference between a three yard run and an eight yard run that that's what makes, makes a Pro Bowl type running back, right? Yeah. Being able to create for yourself. When maybe not everything's going perfectly, and he just kept doing that in this game, and he, he pretty consistently was making someone miss, whether it was through contact yeah, or yeah. just one of those subtle kind of um, cuts to the left, bouncing back to the right type thing. Yeah, that's what um, that's what he
1: did last week, and that's why I said like it was like Le'Veon Bell vibes, like yeah. it's just like keeping like it, it, it's both cuts and like you know physicality, but it's also just like keeping guys away from it. It's hard to describe. It's just that innate ability, you know.
0: Yeah, and I was thinking about how you had said that the Le'Veon Bell thing, and I was seeing that like obviously not to the same extreme yeah. degree of patience. No, but he is a very patient running back who combines that with um, kind of a mix of straight line explosion and, and, and contact balance, and he he's starting to really look like a special back. And yes, uh, the last two weeks he's now had 42 touches for 313 yards and two touchdowns. He leads all rookies in all purpose yards. Like he is probably the front. I know the receivers started off really hot, but he's probably the front runner now for offensive rookie of the year.
1: Kenneth Walker's on his tail, baby. Cause Walker's been, I mean, obviously he's so much less, but like he's been phenomenal too. I think he forced like 12 missed tackles this week. He put yep. up, put up a big game.
0: And, and obviously the Texans are on a bye week, but Damian Pierce is eighth in the yeah. NFL in rushing yards right now. And he's played less games than pretty much everyone in front of him. Yeah. These three, these three running backs are all looking like uh nice little hits for, for their, um, respective franchises. And uh, you know what? I'm just going to jump straight to my defensive rookie of the week because he plays for the same team as Brees Hall. And last week you had Hall and Gardner this week. I got, uh, I got mm-hmm. Brees and sauce. Like they're both so damn good. Yeah. Um, and I think like sauce Gardner, I think might, if you were to power rank the rookies, he might be the number one rookie right now. Um, just his ability to handle both, uh, Alan Lazard, who's like a power forward, and Romeo D- Dubs, who, who's a little more shifty, throughout this game was incredible. Um, he had two PBUs. Uh, one was on Dubs. Dubs? Dubs? What are we calling them now? Dobbs. Where uh, Sauce just handled, like, it, Dobbs threw everything at him um, in terms of stem, cut. For, like, it was a really well-run route. And I think a lot of corners would have just honestly fallen down. And for Sauce to have the type of size he does and to keep his balance and come down on the ball and attack it at the catch point, and he, like, two-hand batted it away from Dobbs, um, I thought that was really impressive. Uh, He also had one where he came across the field uh, covering Alan Lazard. And Alan Lazard had, like, two yards of separation. And as the ball was in the air, Sauce just hit an extra gear, closed it, and as lazard was hauling it in he just attacked ball and it was just i thought so heads up for a rookie to be able to find the ball and 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 get it out of there that way and then there was another one which he only got counted with two pbus i think he had four um there was another one where it was just kind of like a one-on-one lazard and sauce sauce just like kind of punched lazard's hand as the ball made contact so incompletion. And he had another one um, where it was just kind of like down, down low on a slant, and uh, Sauce just closed it, and, and Lazard ended up dropping it. So it's like two t- technically two PBUs, but he also like kind of forced two drops from Lazard. Yeah,
1: that, two forced incompletions, I think you can call them. Yeah,
0: and then he put put the cheese head on his head after the game. Mm-hmm. And Lazard knocked it off, and Lazard was a good sport about it in the locker room, but. I don't know. Sauce just seems so perfect for New York. He has immediately become a corner one. He is just – his combination of size, ball skills, and fluidity make him such a terrifying threat for teams who have these different types of receivers because he can match up with them. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, he's just got that that swagger to him, that marketability. He yep. might be the mar- most marketable – Um. Defensive player in the NFL in a couple of years.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't disagree. Like with everything, with, you know, obviously the high level of play, his personality, uh, you know, the the, the nickname and, and being in New York. I think that's a, a fair call. Um, I don't know, man. Like since, since we've been doing this show, I don't remember a corner, a rookie corner being like this as advertised, this immediate.
0: And, and he gets better every week. Like yeah. his first week was very okay. Yep. Um, Not bad by then, any means, but just solid. Then week week two, he was good. Yep. And, and since then, he's just been, like, very good. And now he's just, the last two weeks, he's been amazing. He's been pro bowl level.
1: Definitely. Definitely. Um, You doubled up. Same team. I'm going to do the same. And I think the key to success in today's NFL is to have a rookie running back and a rookie corner. Because going back to Seattle, um, Tariq Woolen won NFC Defensive Rookie of the Week. But I thought his running mate, Kobe Bryant, was good enough to to share the headline here with him.
0: For the for, fact that we got two Cincinnati Bearcat cornerbacks our yeah, defensive rookie of the week. Impressive.
1: Should've won the Natty. Um the Thorpe winner, so better than Sauce. I think we can say that. Like obviously I haven't talked too much about Kobe Bryant. He's had his struggles. Uh, but but I haven't mentioned this too much. He he's the goat of forced fumbles right now. It's weird. He's consistently peanut punching or just forcing balls out. Um, he's like the first player with four fumbles, uh, four forced fumbles in the first six games since tracking began. Like <laughs> I had a big time uh, forced fumble this week on Kyler scrambling. Uh, just you know reached like came over and reached it, reached it and knocked it out. Um, it was a great play because Kyler already had the first. Um, and then like in coverage he. He's like he's earned that nickel roll finally, like just locking it down. And he he finally had his probably his best day in coverage. Uh PFF gave him like three catches allowed for negative one yards. So that's that's pretty damn great. Had a bunch of tackles. Uh, had had a PBU. Well, it was had a really good game. And then Tariq Wollin had had another interception. And he recovered that that Kobe Bryant fumble. Um He keeps getting better too. And like this defense has been so bad, and the defense finally had a good week. And it feels like it's because of it almost feels because of one and then Kobe stepping up too. um, his pick was on a fourth down. Like, I, I, I honestly don't think Willen probably shouldn't be NFC defensive player of the week, but, um, so like the four was a fourth down play. He probably shouldn't have caught it, but like didn't matter. It was a fantastic play. Uh, it was a go to, to Hollywood Brown and like being that size and being able to match up with Hollywood like that is it, pretty nuts. And he just went up, plucked it, came down. Uh, that was actually the play that Hollywood got Hollywood got hurt on too. um, NFL shouldn't have let him slip. I mean, I've said it maybe every episode this this fucking season, but it's ridiculous. And I, I just I love seeing Kobe Bryant come on. And like, it's ridiculous that like I think Willen's got the most turnovers in the league with the six, uh, the four interceptions and the two fumble recoveries. It's weird how much like <laughs> these two are just like getting the ball back for the defense, and this defense is still terrible. But they finally came alive. So they're they're Willens, Willens, great. He looks like he's gonna be a fucking stud. And Kobe Bryant coming on—it's just—it's—it's it's fun. It's fun being a Seahawks fan right now with this draft class.
0: Um, is the Legion of boom back?
1: Yeah, baby. Of course it is. It never left. All right.
0: <laughs> Unfortunately, knew the, Diggs Digs sucks Seahawks. now.
1: By the way, it, it, that, that's the one thing that sucks. But yeah.
0: Wait, who sucks?
1: Quantry Diggs, who's been so good oh. since they got him. he's not very good anymore. All of a sudden, anyways, yeah.
0: Well, speaking of not so good corners or DBs in general, <laughs> I, I got a corner. My- my worst rookie of the week is uh, Chief's rookie corner Joshua Williams, who the bills just took advantage of. Uh, Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis both just torched him and felt bad because Jalen Watson had earned so much mm-hmm. club for that pick six. Trent McDuffie is still hurt, right? yep and and so Joshua Williams kind of got his first taste of playing solid defensive snaps for the Chiefs. And the Bills just kind of isolated that and took advantage of him all day. Um, Bills win 24-20, and a large reason why is because Joshua Williams just could not handle the speed of Diggs nor the size of Gabe Davis.
1: I mean, you can only go so many rookie corners deep before, before it's going to cost you, right? Like.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not Joshua Williams' fault. He's no. in a terrible position. He's also a corner uh, I loved in the process. Yeah, me, 6'3", we both did. Yeah. 200, Fayetteville State, small school, um, super raw, very physical, very athletic. Mm. This is not the game I would have thrown him to the fire in. No. Um, and I think that – I thought it was interesting, like – Prior to this, he had played 17 total defensive snaps in the previous uh, five games, and then he played seventy-five percent of the snaps in this one.
1: I'm also going with a corner that we both loved. Um, this is kind of just like an easy one. Uh, Damari Mathis just like could not stop getting called for pass interference.
0: Hey, <laughs> hey, he rebounded well with a pass no, I, I, pu- know. I put him for I put him for uh, not ready to play.
1: I think that's that's a good place to put him because he, he he's shown something I think in glimpses this year and had that awesome PBU on that fourth down play, but like a f- four pass interference I think all it was the first play too, and then it just kept going and and it's, I think all of them were downfield too like they they were they probably yeah. won the game if they weren't for I
0: think, the pass interference I, th- I think they said uh, the three DPIs racked up seventy seven yards
1: yeah and, yeah and then uh, added and another one it,
0: it, it's kind of weird he's he's Played a lot, but like a little bit sporadically. Yeah, week one, he didn't play a defensive snap. Week two, he played 38. Week three, he didn't play any. Week four, he played three. Last, uh, last week, he played 47. And this week, he played every single snap yeah. against the Chargers. Yeah, um, and it doesn't help his cause when Patrick Sertan's playing elite football, so teams like all, almost aren't even bothering going his way, so they're extra picking on DeMarin mm-hmm. Mathis, mm-hmm. who for a fourth round rookie, he's had some flashes, and I, Definitely. I think he—I think he's a guy who's gonna—we're gonna see him grow. And I—I—I I, I, I don't know. He—he—he's a guy I almost think is better at nickel too, and yeah. he's just kind of getting thrown to the fire opposite an elite corner. But um, I do think the way he rebounded in the second half was pretty cool.
1: It was. No, I believe in Mathis. I think he's gonna—he's gonna turn into something. It's just you know you get all these PIs. It's hard not to put them here.
0: C- Corner's also like. The hardest non-quarterback position, maybe, to make the leap from college to the NFL. And, I mean, really, what that says is it's so impressive what Sauce and Woolen it are is. doing right now.
1: I mean, not not to, to, you know, take away from Sauce, but, like, what Willen's doing from, like, you know, transitioning from such a small school to and immediately oh being a monster. God. Look, Jets, I'm getting a lot of Jets yeah. fans in my mansion. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, like, Sauce, you, we you, know he's a fucking... I could have told you would be you, the best corner in the league. You,
0: UTS is a g5 just like Cincinnati Stop.
1: okay okay yeah right the American that's power uh, six buddy
0: okay but hey we both named guys who played uh played in big games who's your prime time well, star though
1: well that that Denver game wasn't a please don't call it a big game ever again <laughs> well, um <laughs> I feel like it, it just just is hard not to give it to Brian Robinson right yeah
0: big big agree I mean statistically wasn't it was okay. The same game. Yeah. sixty on the ground. The touchdown played almost half the snaps. But it's the fact that he's playing. Yeah, and and looking like a good football player. Like and starting and it, it was also a twelve seven slog. Yeah, the commanders could not throw the football. Their offensive line was not playing well. Like I think behind, with the better pieces around him, Brian Robinson would have put up better numbers. He was kind of the engine for their offense yeah. in the win.
1: And I think that's why they took him right. But and then the, the, yeah, just you know the the fucking getting shot and coming back, and like you said being the 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 engine that's that's just ridiculous it's it's amazing the the thirty four thirty is gonna be great,
0: <laughs> can't wait yeah he uh so, someone pointed out, I, I, obviously rookies aren't eligible for for comeback player of the year but like there should be <laughs> yeah. an exception made
1: there' sh- they fucking should be no one's no one's come back like that before
0: um moving to underwhelming performance.
1: Yeah, I'm going with the uh, the Jags rookie duo of Trevon Walker and Devin Lloyd. Uh one worse than the other. I'll, but I'll start with Walker, who just uh, he's more underwhelming. Lloyd was like actually bad, but like if he was going to turn on the pass rush for any game, it would be against this bad Colts offensive line and he just didn't he didn't he, he flashed a bit. Like I didn't think like, "Oh, this is a bust." Not like that at all. Like he was producing, got the juice, but like and like yeah, I thought it was pretty just, solid against the run, and looked good when they dropped him into space. But like just not, I need to see that stack, that the sack total coming. Go ahead, sorry.
0: Just not the number one pick at exactly type of game you Yeah,
1: expect. yeah. Like had one where he sniffed Ryan, and he probably would have got home, but he got held. Um, so that, that was a good play. But then had a really really bad roughing the passer call on a third and twelve. We just like boinked Matt Ryan on the head, um, little little too hard, and then like kept that drive going, and they ended up uh, tying the game on that drive that like it wasn't it wasn't early in the game but like that eventually cost them the game um but yeah just like it's the colts we saw how fucking terrible they were and raymond wasn't in the game and smith is back at right tackle but like he uh, that he was, this should have been the game and they needed him too they needed him um they also need devon lloyd and like i don't know man this is he's been really good he was the early front runner for defensive rookie of the year he had seven tackles but like uh, like a negative negative impact i thought like just watching him, it felt like he was just like lollygagging around the middle of the field. I, it really like just uninspiring. Um the Colts lived on like those short little dump offs. Like Neon Dion had had ten catches. Uh Lloyd didn't make any plays. Like I said, just like felt like he had no juice, missed a lot of tackles. Like just like, you know, he'd go hit and just fall off. Um, just bad in coverage. Like like letting those like five yard Dion Jackson plays uh go for fifteen. Um, and, like, just really, like, they picked on the middle of the field, like, all game, and Llo- Lloyd was just in zone there the whole time, and he was just, like, uh, just such a such a nothing. Um, and then, and then ca- to cap it off, just, like, Walker had his crowning achievement, uh, he got absolutely fucking big-dogged by Jelani Woods in the end zone. It might have been OPI, but wasn't called, so it doesn't matter, and, like, <laughs> just, like, shoved him to the ground, okay. put him put him on his ass, and, and scored the touchdown. So there's nothing worse. Like I think Lloyd really, I should have probably put him for for worst rookie because of who he is and why not. But I want I had the combo here, so I, I put him together.
0: Um, I went with two different guys. One on offense, one on defense. Um, I'll start with the the guy who actually played with Travon Walker in college. Quay Walker did not play very well against the New York Jets. Um, a couple missed tackles. I mentioned that Brees Hall one. He mm-hmm. kind of over pursued and, and, and took himself out of the play. There was a lot of that. A lot of overrunning plays. Um, a lot of just not breaking down. Uh, kind of looking lost at times, it, it, especially in space. And, and like God, the Jets. The Jets were not throwing the ball. Like there's a reason Elijah Moore is demanding a trade today. Um, Zach Wilson is not good. They win despite Zach Wilson. Uh,
1: they need a quarterback.
0: But it's funny that both the Jets and Giants are, are playing so well right now because it's, like, everything but their quarterback. I know, I know. Which makes it more fun. And at least Daniel Jones is, like, can run. Um, but, yeah, Quay Walker just, like, very much was a non-factor in taking himself out of plays and, and just not not really – especially because I feel like when they took him, everyone, everyone, including myself, was so excited about what he yeah. could bring to this defense next to Devondre Campbell and a defense that's really – on paper really talented, but they just, like, don't stop the run well at all. Um, So I feel like he's been just – him in that defense as a whole has been disappointing. Um, And my other one is Zion Johnson, who had played so well to start the year. Mm -hmm. He really struggled against the Broncos. I think he ended up with three holding calls. Um, Yeah, I think so. And and was just kind of getting pushed around at times. And – I thought it also said a lot that, like, Jamari Sailor played better than him. He did. Uh, playing at left tackle. And, and Zion, Zion, I'm telling you, he was playing so well to start the year, and, and that Broncos defense was kind of taking advantage of him. Um, the, the Broncos defense is really good.
1: Imagine if they had a quarterback.
0: My God, imagine if they had Billy Zappi.
1: Yeah, You know what? Here, here, I'll tie this whole thing up. Broncos quarterback woes, but Jets and, and Giants quarterback woes. It's even worse considering what Geno Smith is doing because he's better than both of their quarterbacks and he's on both of their rosters. Top 10 uh,
0: fantasy quarterback. Yeah,
1: it's shocking. Um, but I'm going to give more New York due for my looks like a hit. If I may, I'm going to go with, with double Giants. Sticking with, with the big dog first, Kayvon Thibodeau. I, I feel like he's also gotten better and better every week. You know, I've kind of had him for underwhelming and stuff. Um, I feel like this was his first signature game and he had a signature moment at the end, getting his first sack of his career. Late in the game, uh Makari with a like with a swipe. Then the ability just to, like you know you know Lamar started to scramble a little bit. Just get in there, knock that ball loose. Uh, it was a hell of a play, sealed sealed the game uh, f- for them. The Giants are five and one. Dayball stands like us look smart, um, but like it, through the game he felt impactful. Had a total of five pressures, um, and if it wasn't Lamar at quarterback, he probably would have had a couple of sacks for sure. Um, just felt like the first game where like he turned it on, and uh, I love to see that. And on the flip side, Daniel Bellinger is, is turning into such a legit tight end. Five catches, 38 yards, a touchdown. He's like their go-to guy. He's really well-rounded. He does everything well. Uh, your Kevin Boss pro comp is looking really good for you right now, Rob. Thank you. <laughs> Both of them, man. Like, uh, the Giants are playing a lot of rookies. They're fun. They're they're just getting rid of Daniel Jones away from from being good, maybe. Maybe not, but better.
0: I'd love to hear that. Uh the, the Kayvon Thibodeau rise, I, I think, is just especially when you stack him up next to Travon Walker and Aiden Hutchinson, mm-hmm. just his overall consistent – the overall consistent pressure he brings throughout a game Yeah, uh, is impressive. And speaking of pressure, uh, do you know who – which rookie is third in the NFL in pressures right now?
1: Uh, do you want me to get this right or wrong? Do you know? No, but I'm going to guess Arnold Ebicchetti.
0: That is correct, and he is my looks like a hit. Uh, I think pretty much we all of draft Twitter and draft media was in in agreement when uh, the Falcons took him that it was a really good pick. Yeah. He, against the 49ers, I know it doesn't necessarily show up in the stat box. I think he was given two quarterback hits. But, like, God, he just dominated. uh, I I think it was Jalen Moore who was starting at left tackle for the 49ers. (laughs) Uh, he's just so damn relentless. Like, speed to power, oh, my God. He's just knocking more off his block. He was hitting Jimmy G throughout this game. Um There was a speed to power. There was a speed to power where it almost got, like, shut down and they threw a swim move in, like a sweet counter. There was one where he just, like, won on the outside with a rip and slaughtered uh Jimmy G. Um just pretty much throughout this game, he he ended up playing over eighty percent of the snaps. There were, he he uh, got the best of the right tackle too, who also wasn't Mike McGlinchey. I forget who it was. Uh, it might have been like I don't know, it's a player we've never heard of. Um, but the Forty ers obviously have a have a mess on their offensive line right now. But Ebekey just coming out and being such a consistent threat was really impressive to me and. He looks like everything we thought he would be as a pass rusher.
1: I don't have his snap counts pulled up right now, but like early in the year, watching those Falcons games, uh, and like seeing nothing on the on the you know off the edge, it left me wondering why Abukeddie isn't getting more playing time. You know, and I'm yeah. glad it's it's coming now.
0: Like I think he hit, hit by by like week twelve, like people will be talking about him as not not like the windy defensive rookie of the year or anything, but like maybe top ten defense rookie of the year.
1: Yeah, and like just a guy that might be like, you know, like oh well, this is the next guy. Was yeah. was it was it Daniel Brunskill? kill?
0: Yes, thank you.
1: <laughs> P- Pff, apparently gave him a good grade in that weird article I just pulled up. P- Classic Pff, cool, 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 sick.
0: Congrats for all the Brunskill uh, lovers. Uh, who's your little click a miss?
1: Mentioned them already, but I'm coming back to Taquan Thornton. Um, it wasn't like this big, you know, like wow, what a game. But four catches, 37 yards that touchdown that I mentioned uh, in the, in the passing game. And then also had a, had a touch on a jet sweep, 16 yards, uh, rushing, but like, you know, I had him 197th on my board, <laughs> mid, mid six round grade. He went 50th, I think it was. Um, so I, I mean, I still going to call it a reach, but he he's, you know, in his first real action, he's looking like, uh, maybe he's not a ridiculous reach. Um, but like the four catches pretty consistently, you know, had a solid gain, uh, first down off a of screen, the first, first catch, and then, like I said, just like was too much speed on a crosser in the in the red zone. There halted in from zappy in the back of the end zone. Uh, another really nice zappy throw uh, came on another crosser. Like that's they were not asking him to do too much, um, but like they're smart the way they get the game involved in the crossing, the screens, and then the um, they give him three carries actually. Uh, only one of them was really successful, but um, just untouched jet sweep touchdown, easy. Um, getting him involved the smart ways. He, he looks like something that the offense hasn't had. So he could be like a bit of a... I mean, the Patriots are better than I think we thought they were going to be. Yeah. Um, so he, he looks like he could be a difference maker, maybe in the, in the push for a wild card. I don't think they can make it, but he's important to them.
0: I'll go with a receiver who needs to be more important and ultimately, I think, deserves a lot of the blame for the Bears' loss against the Commanders. That's Phyllis Jones, who muffed the punt. Yeah. Like, the Commanders the Commanders could not do anything on offense. Wentz looked terrible. Um, Justin Fields wasn't great, but the flashes uh, and the big playability were mm-hmm. out dueling Wentz, at least. Um, and when they forced that punt, it really looked like, okay, the, ba- the Bears can kind of... Yeah. You know, probably kill this a little bit or at least burn enough clock to ultimately lock up the win said so it, set up that Brian Robinson touchdown and uh, they end up losing 12 seven uh, he had two touches for 18 yards in this game and they just need, like sure he looked nice on that designed run and <laughs> that that screen but they just need so much more out of him yeah um, because their wide receivers are, are not good their their offense as a whole is not good they need a spark and it didn't come from him, and he just like seems like a worse version of like Cordarrelle Patterson when he wasn't good. Yeah, I mean, uh, he, like I don't know. Like they just you'd think they'd have more design for yeah. him if he, he he he. I don't know. And he again, he's also like he's twenty five,
1: younger than Hendon Hooker, so it's okay. Um yeah, no, I mean, the, that was a huge negative play. Like you said, probably cost him the game or did cost him the game. Um, he had a bit of a spark his first game, and he still is like still coming back. But like, you need him to not first of all, you need him to to do, to do well in the return game and not totally shit yeah. the bed like that.
0: Like that's part of the reason they drafted him top yeah. one hundred is because he could theoretically be a top tier return man. Yeah. Um, instead, that happens, and, and also at the same time, it's like. Realistically, is this guy going to be anything more than a low-end wide receiver three? And like, if that, and so far it looks like no. And they just need him to be uh, so much more than he is. Yeah. No, they they do,
1: and like you know, not of not all of that is a fault of Velas. No, 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 not at all. But no, I, I think the return, especially like you know, at least provide the spark in the returning game, and it, it was the opposite.
0: Yeah, like he was the seventy-first pick, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of good football players were drafted after him mm-hmm. not necessarily wide receivers but football players like Brian Robinson they obviously didn't need a running back but you you, you get my point mm-hmm. that is a high end instant impact type pick to make um, Romeo Dubs for example Dubs whatever you're calling him AJ he went like almost 50 picks later Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, speaking of receivers and Romeo Dobbs needs to step it up. He needs to step it up.
1: Uh, I put for the first time negatively, uh, the duo of Charles Cross and Abe Lucas. It was another win for, for, Seattle home, baby go Hawks. But like, I thought, I thought both of them had some struggles in pass pro. Uh, Lucas gave up a couple sacks. Um, it was probably his worst performance of the year. Um, I'll do the sack later. Cause they were two rookies. Um, Cross were just like, struggling as well, I thought. I like, didn't didn't feel like he was anchoring well. They've both been really, really, really solid. I mean, it's not, it's not really fair to criticize them, but, like, and they won the game. But I just felt like this was the first game where they're both not on their game and struggling, and, like, was Seattle actually in the NFC West race somehow and Gino balling? Uh, I felt like Gino was just, like, making throws like that. He he had no business making under pressure. Um, like, it, it probably could have been more sacks than they could. I think they had, like, six sacks. No, not all on Cross and Lucas, of course, but um, they just need to keep it up or bring it back up and maybe add another step um, so that and then Seattle can just keep being, I don't know, dangerous is the word maybe? I don't know.
0: Before uh, before you started just getting into your uh, third monologue with the Seahawks, I, I was trying to say Romeo Dubs, Dobbs needs to step it up. Uh, he, oh, I'm he sorry. Nine targets for f- uh, 21 yards, four receptions. It felt like there were a lot of manufactured touches, and he just wasn't doing anything after the catch, and he was struggling to separate from sauce, rightfully so. But when you're getting that many targets, and he's like him and Alan Lazard are the one-two punch for the Packers, he just needs to create more after the catch for himself. Um, yeah. Because he gained so many opportunities. And my other one is was on the other sideline playing wide receiver. Garrett Wilson, five targets, one grab, eight yards. He had two drops by my count. Um, and. With how limited this passing attack is, and, like, the the obvious difference from Zach Wilson to Joe Flacco in terms of attacking intermediate and deep, mm-hmm. uh, or at least giving his receivers a chance, like, Garrett Wilson needs to do everything he can with every, every time the ball touches his hands, and it, it was just such a yucky game. I... I I saw Jets fans complaining, and this is a bit Elijah Moore, but I saw Jets fans complaining like, oh, we have a winning record and this guy's demanding a trade. Yeah, I would too.
1: He's he on his rookie one contract.
0: He had one target. Zach Wilson is horrible. Like he, this man hasn't been paid yet. Like he, he's trying to fight for that second contract. I would demand a trade as well.
1: I know I know they're not losing, but Joe Flacco's better than Zach Wilson.
0: Uh, yeah, I agree. He is. He he I, I think Especially, especially now that Brees Hall's kind of found himself, in... Mm-hmm. oh by the way, um, Dwayne Brown and Elijah Vera Tucker as the left and right tackle was really impressive. They're really
1: good. the The whole season changed for the Jets when Brown came back.
0: I That's could wh- not believe how good Dwayne Brown was in this game.
1: He's been like I, he fell off a bit, but like he's he's been good and immediately coming back. Um, he, he's he's what changed the season, I think.
0: And Vera Tucker, who's yeah. played both left and right tackle, even though he's supposed to be a guard, has been, like, pro bowl.
1: Yeah, he's, he's like, maybe the least appreciated player in the league, like, for what he's actually doing right now.
0: Yeah. offensive um, lineman
1: for sure, yeah.
0: Yeah. Not ready to play, I went with Marty Mathis, Who'd you put.
1: So, I I didn't have, like, an obvious one, but, like, like maybe not ready to play is steep is for a guy here. But I want to have a conversation about Kyle Hamilton. Because, like, he hasn't been bad or anything, but, like, uh, we haven't seen anything close to Notre Dame Kyle Hamilton, in, in my opinion. Like from the games I've watched, he's he's been like forgettable on the field. Like I haven't have yet to see like a real impact. He's made a couple plays, but like like nothing worth where he was drafted, and nothing where like I remember last year I called him, you know, what Kyle Pitts is to tight ends, he's to safeties, and he's he's been nowhere near that. And and well, the the Ravens well, I mean, aren't are doing too great. They need him. I don't know.
0: Kyle Pitts hasn't done much either. So no, he's yeah, spot that, on. It's. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly.
1: I don't know. What do you th- What do you think? Like, I, this was a I wanted to know. Like,
0: well, it's it's a strange spot where like the Ravens aren't like they play a lot of DBs, mm-hmm. and they brought in Marcus Williams, who before he got hurt was awesome, playing at all pro type level. Yeah. it's just like I want to see what happens now with Kyle Hamilton. Yeah. if Mike McDonald will feel. More obligation to deploy him. Mean, he also hasn't been deployed in an overly creative way.
1: No, I know.
0: Um, so I, I think it's a, a big wait and see.
1: Yeah, I do too. It's just like I'm I'm ready for it. I'm um, waiting for it.
0: I've been waiting months for Kingsley and, and Ngbari to have a have a game in the NFL, and, and boy did he! Uh, for my best day three rookie, he's number one. Uh, he he played eleven snaps, had a run stop, a sack, and a pressure. Um, it's it's he, pretty productive. He, they, they tried to block him one-on-one with C.J. Uzama at one point, and that's he, he just kind of um, beat him with a rip for a sack. Uh, he just looked look like a really fun third edge to deploy because of his energy and his heavy hands. I know he's not the best athlete in the world, but very quality game from him. Um, I also put a tight end trio. Jake Ferguson, mm-hmm. who had four for 40 in touchdown against the Eagles, and he looked pretty good out there. Connor Hayward, who had a 45-yard catch and run against the Bucks. And Kate Auten, who, uh, other side, like, just 23 yards, but very reliable, like, in-line tight end. Kate, Kate Auten
1: is solid, eh? Um,
0: yeah, well, yeah, because he, he blocks well, and, and when they do target him, he catches things.
1: Sure-handed, yeah, exactly. I mean, the rookie tight end class has been low-key good. I, I put Jake Ferguson for my best day 3 rookie. Like, uh, he had that, you yeah, know, yeah. Just, just, like, that awesome wide-open, like, but, like, catch, but, like, just getting up and getting it. And then, like, the touchdown, like, on like athleticism, you know. He stopped on a dime and like you know, juked out uh CD Deuce and cut back and finished. Um, he's been good and like the the tight uh, the Cowboys like you know rotating tight ends has been fun and they're all Big Ten guys, so it's sick. Um, but yeah, uh, t- like, I already mentioned Jelani Woods scored. I, the, the group's – I mean Trey McBride hasn't done fuck all, but you you mentioned Bellinger too. And Bellinger exactly.
0: The group has been good. Um, was Ferguson your best day through rookie?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. I didn't have a UDFA rookie, but, like, Jalen Warren converted his fourth and one and, like, they nah, didn't play him again. He deserves it. He deserves the best best do. He's better I than Najee Harris. Yeah, I
1: think he is. I didn't have, like, oh, sorry, sorry, I should say. I didn't have, like, a clear, like, oh, okay, Kadar Koho had a monster game. He played, I don't know if he, I think he might have been out. Um, but in the same game, there, there was a weapon for the Vikings. His name is Ryan Wright. Whenever we can give a chance to highlight a green wave, we're gonna. He was a monster as a punter. <laughs> Ten punts, average forty-four, uh, six inside twenty. But he he punted one from his own fucking end zone, and it landed on the Dolphins' twenty. I think it officially like seventy-three yards, but it was like eighty yards in the air. That was just big dog stuff. Ryan Wright's like is a legit punter right now. He's also big. I'll, Ryan Wright's the dude. He's the dude.
0: Punter class quietly been pretty. Good. It, it has
1: been pretty good. Yeah.
0: Um, your boy Stonehouse too. It's been good. Yep. Yeah. Um, Stout's been pretty good. Camarda's been okay, yeah. Camarda's been okay. It's not bad, not bad. That's a lot of rookie Uh, punters. There is, there is. And I think Cade York's the only rookie kicker. Yep. Um, rookies who flashed uh, a couple, I'll give you four. Uh, Kyrie Elam against the Chiefs. He had had his ups and his downs, but he had that great interception in the end zone. Um, and I mean... it's it's fair that Patrick Mahomes is gonna get you a couple times as a rookie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jaquan Brisker was awesome around the line. He, he was, yeah, he really was. He he uh, he he. I like I like that they're blitzing him. The Bears defense is fun. Yeah, the Bears sack, defensive right? coordinator is the only coach on that staff who <laughs> should have a job. I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sack. Uh, Greg Dulcich had that that thirty mm-hmm. nine yard touchdown against the Chargers. Wide open. not his fir- first NFL game. Um, and Troy Anderson played every snap for the Falcons. That's odd. Thir- 13 tackles, like, wasn't spectacular or anything. A lot of just, like, cleaning shit up. But he was su- he's such a raw athlete at linebacker. And seeing him hang against a 49ers team who runs the ball damn well and playing, like, pretty decently, I, I was impressed.
1: I mean, look, the Falcons, you know, the running back group is not shining right now. They, they already got Avery Williams carrying the rock, converting from DB. Why not give Troy Anderson a couple carries?
0: Amen. That's True. my start with the rook.
1: That's my start with the rook. Uh, <laughs> I'll give you a couple guys that we haven't talked too much about, and then a couple guys we have. Um, Wondell Robinson finally, you know, he he came back, he got going in this one, three catches, thirty-seven yards, touchdown. Touchdown, like he's just wide open on the goal line out of a bunch, um, easy. And you know, you know, he was going to walk in when he caught it, but he was he's going to finish. Wondell's good. I think he's going to be like a big. Um, I think he's gonna be a big like rookie star down the stretch now, rest of the way. Um, Travis Jones had had a had a nice sack, had a couple QB hits, um, just like bull rushed his guy right, in, right into the right into the lap, uh, finished looked really good. I love that because we love Travis Jones. I want to see him come on. Um, then for, for the Cardinals, Cameron Thomas played nine snaps. MyJ Sanders played eight. They both got a sack. Um, Cameron Thomas uh, just another bull rush on, on Abe Lucas. Got home. It was really nice. And Maji, like, he just, his get-off was electric, like what we saw at Cincy. Um, also beat Lucas, that's why I said it wasn't that good. Um, just, like, Lucas just couldn't get out on him and got home on Gino. Also, like, had, like, a nice, like, push and pull on Charles Cross, too. Uh, like that. So those are the newcomers, a couple, like, old goats here. Uh, Alec Pierce scored the game-winning touchdown. Hard not to give him some love. His first of his career. Uh, just just stacked Shaq Griffin. Uh, like, lots of hand-fighting and finish. It was fun. Forty-nine yards and a touchdown. But, like felt like it was all late for him too, uh, when they needed him. And then like the, the duo of Marcus and Jack Jones. Um, Jack Jones is just really fucking good. Got to mention him all the time. I think. Yeah. And uh, Marcus Jones almost had like a fucking awesome interception, just like getting to the sideline and diving, and like his knee landed out of bounds by like half an inch, a quarter of an inch. Also got beat on one, but like just I just like seeing him out there making plays, and you know he's a he's a monster in the return game too.
0: Uh, I'll give you three out of nowhere rooks. Matt Henningson had a sack against the Chargers. <laughs>
1: okay, well that that's wasn't sick.
0: Wasn't ready for that. Uh, Jasir Taylor.
1: That's that's my guy. That's the number one.
0: Blocked a guy into Montreal yes. Washington, to force the muff punt and win the game. Yes. No for the Chargers. For, that was going to be a tie. Otherwise,
1: I think that was the play of the week. Like it was so. I before the ball was coming, you knew he was doing it. You knew he was sitting on. Once you saw that, that, that you know the, the the blocker line up, he's like, yep. 100% intentional, timed it perfectly. Obviously shoved him. That was the I think that was play of the week. Rookie play of the week. Goes to Jusser Taylor. Hey,
0: Jasir Taylor, nice little hit for me if we just step uh, it's enough. Uh and then Michael Clemens, the uh yeah. Jets fourth-round rookie. Uh he blocked a punt against the Packers that led the points cuz the Packers needed that to score points. Or Clem- the Jets needed that to score points. Clemens
1: has been like quietly productive one that they, when they've mixed him in. Um Taylor Taylor's my main guy. but just also want to shout out Ronnie Rivers getting touches for the Rams. Just, oh. I thought that was so out of nowhere.
0: <laughs> Love that. Um, my start through, I'm going with Dax Hill, who, for the Bengals, mm-hmm. uh, played three snaps.
1: Oh, that's not enough. What's going on?
0: And, like, he, he had a kind of a PBU against uh, the Saints. Like, Andy Dalton had a, before the half, a, a, a last-second heave. And for some reason, that's when they had Dax Hill on the field. I guess they are playing a bunch of DBs. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and, like, the corner and the receiver, like, tripped over each other. But I'm I, I'm certain if Dax Hill didn't get there, it would have been, like, the falling receiver would have caught it. So I thought it, it just showed off good range, to be honest. But, yeah, three snaps, 23 snaps in six games. They play the Falcons on Sunday, who have Drake London and Kyle Pitts. They don't know how to use either of them because all they do is run the ball really well, and that's enough. But... um. Eli Apple is getting cooked by the Saints. Uh, I, I I think deploying Dax Hill, and I get that the secondary is pretty loaded. Jesse Bates, Von Bell, um, uh, Cheeto Uzi, and uh, Mike Hilton. Mm-hmm. But Eli Apple hasn't been good, and that's kind of what he's known for. I don't know. Maybe play Dax Hill a little more outside. Like, let's see Dax Hill match up a little bit with Kyle Pitts. I don't know. It just you drafted him, I know, so you don't have to pay Jesse Bates. But use them now, like you need you need help uh, at times in that secondary. Like, how's he only playing three snaps?
1: Especially because he's so versatile. Like,
0: yeah, he, exactly. He would... Like he can play outside, he can play safety, he can play nickel. You think somehow he'd be getting on the field more?
1: Yeah, and like that seemed like such a a theme for the Bengals draft this year too. Like, I don't like why did I know I know Taylor's been out, but like why draft these DBs early if they're not gonna play them I and guys that can play multiple positions? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe just no communication between uh, ownership and head coach.
0: All right. Hit us with your start to rook. Let's get out of here. Channing Tindall, baby. Up.
1: Channing Tindall. He's played like four snaps uh, on defense all year. Uh, I think he had like a nice hit. It was, I don't remember if it was this week or last week. He hits hard. Like I just want to see him out a bit. The, the Steelers offense is bad. Let's let's see him. Uh, like You can get 20 tackles in Najee if you want some, you know?
0: Oh, definitely. Definitely. I could, so definitely. Can't wait.